Hey guys, it's um. Did I almost just mess up my real name? Yes, I did. Emma Wilman. You know what podcast this is now. It's Emma Wilman and Mateo Lane, and this is another episode of Inside the Closet. Mateo and I catch up. We talk about the seven stages of grief when you're going through a breakup to check in with where Mateo's at with his uh, grieving process, grieving and rejuvenation process. And we talk a little bit about the holidays, Grinder. Mateo gets kicked off a of Grinder. Who knows what the hell I'm doing? But we catch up. It's fun. And also, on a personal note, for any of you guys struggling over the holiday season, it can be tough. It can bring up a lot of feelings. Hang in there. You're not alone. Thank you for being here. Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. And here we are. Okay, we're recording. I'm putting my phone on airplane. No, I actually can't put my phone on airplane mode, otherwise I can't talk to you. Okay. Do you you have your fancy mic plugged in? I actually don't. You know what I've been using? What? Because the way this everything is set up in my apartment, because my laptop hasn't been working, I'm Mm -hmm. just using my iPad. Oh, and the iPad mic? Your iPad mic sounds good. Maybe it's the iPhone mics that aren't good. I think the iPhone mics are fine. I actually know nothing of technology, and you know what, Emma? Mm. It's so shocking that you and I, is as busy as our schedules and as insane as we are and how terrible we are with technology that we still have managed to do a weekly podcast. Yeah. Hanging on by a thread, but we're doing it. Well, it's only hanging on by... Oh. It's hanging on by a thread, log- like, like... Logistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. That's, not, that's what I meant. Not in spirit. Not, spirit. not in spirit. Not in spirit. That's what I meant. Yeah. And, and just to give you guys an insight, what Emma and I are planning on doing, we're going to try and do a couple of episodes in a row. Yeah. Like, in person, because it's always better in person, and let's be honest. And I've been poking around, because I like how other podcasts do those, like, video clips. So, Mateo and I were talking about that. We found someone that um, can record video us, so, and then we'll either put some of those clips up on... YouTube. Um, we'll make a YouTube page. Yeah. YouTube. We could put maybe put a little bit on the Patreon, like, you know. We'll get that. I think we should do, every, everyone else seems to be doing YouTube page. Yeah, why not? Can't hurt. <laughs> Can't. I, I well, you know us. Well, actually, you know what I think will be funny. I bet once video cameras are there, we're gonna start hamming it up. Like you guys are gonna notice that you'll be like, "What are they on camera?" I'll be coming in in a wig, a full yeah. dress. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like we're gonna be, we're gonna be like, we're gonna be playing because we do that sometimes at the live shows. Like it just is like it's just something like instinctively kicks in. So well, it's also when you have an audience in front of you, c- comics. There's something in us where it's like we oh. just change. You just change, and also you'll yeah. It's it's. I don't know if it's healthy. I don't know what it is, but nothing we do is healthy. Let's call it spade a spade. I know. By the way, can I just say real quick before we dive into because we have a shit ton of stuff to talk yes. about today. Number one, your I love your I love Ashley and oh, that God, house so we were in. I had such a good time cooking, even if it was boxed macaroni and cheese. I had the best time cooking in that kitchen, it and was it was so a reminder because nice. my kitchen is a bait like basically, and Emma's seen it. It's basically like if you just took like a tiny little like candle, you know those candles you put in pumpkins. Yes. Put that. And then that's my stove. Um, and my oven is not basically not working. I'm like, I just want like a real kitchen one totally. day to work with. And that was like quite the kitchen. I mean, that was like a really big... That was, a, that was the nicest kitchen I've ever been in in my Me entire too. life. And my mom didn't know 
What? Oh my god, what did your mom say when she so went in the house? So she came in, because I said, you know, I want to be there when I bring you into the apartment. And she was like, okay. Like, she was kind of like, you know, I can do it. And I was like, no, I know, but I want to, like, see... Like, you know when you're excited about something and you just, like, want to see the person's reaction? Mm-hmm. So we were, like, going... And then the lobby is nice, but it's... This is one thing I've learned about people like that. Like, they're they're not... They're not necessary. Like, the... Not that I've interacted with very... I've actually not... I have no idea. I know what you're going to say. Being rich in New York is secret. Yeah, they're like, not showy like that. I mean, like right. it's like the lobby is really nice and the location, you're like, oh, this is nice. And then you go up into it and you're like, what the fuck? That's mm-hmm. what, because it's like, it's like if I had some nice stuff, I'd be dripping in dime. Like I'd be like, like showing it, but people like that are more classy. Like it's just like, oh yeah, come over, and then you're like, holy, did you invent the banana? Like, why are you so rich? <laughs> did you invent the banana? Like, what is well, going what on? Is your, what did your mom say when she saw the house? So she came in. She's like, great location. And then she came in and she went, whoa. She was like, oh my god. And then I showed her the kitchen, and she was like, this is. Cr-. It's just, just like jaw dropping. And then when I showed her the living room, it felt like it was nicer than the apartments on MTV Cribs. Do you remember that show? Do I remember that show? I have Mariah's memorized. That's oh, actually, oh god, that was so classic. I mean, she worked out in high heels. She yep. took a bath. Right. She lounged. She her cat attacked her dog. I mean, it was a whole thing. Yeah, that was hers. And then at the end, she like passed out. Like she like mm. passed out in a bathtub. <laughs> yeah, she that was, was Whitney Houston. She was. <laughs> she, she was. <laughs> she was. Oh god, thank god they didn't. Did they ever do it? <laughs> did they ever do an MTV Cribs with Whitney Houston? Um, uh, no, but they have, you've probably seen it sometimes, like on Cops. Yeah, you're right. They, they're popping by the, oh, poor Whitney Houston. Well, you know what they had? They had being Bobby Brown, so they were in Whitney Houston's house. I mean, so, it it wasn't like glamorous Whitney Houston walking around being like, let me show you my awards that I've collected over the years. It was like her screaming at Bobby Brown to help her get a fart out, and I'm not joking that that happened. I remember that. I remember, and he like had to like help her, like. I remember him helping her go to the bathroom, and I and I remember watching it because people were like, "Oh, that's love," like that's that's love. No, you love. know that's it, that's to- <laughs> that's that's that's, a, that's if that's love, then I'll I'll be I'll stay single. Yeah, like I'm good. That's but the truth is too, if you do, when, I think probably when you do really love someone, then that it is love in a weird way because you don't mind doing really gross stuff, but you don't want that to be that you don't want that to be the main identifier. Right, you don't want it to be well. You know, if I'm in love with somebody, I will. I all I want to do is pop your blackheads. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, you know that's what you can expect, people. What, if you're in love with me and we're dating, uh, you better have some blackheads available that I can pop. I don't give a shit. Have you ever dated someone that actually has bad skin? No, I mean, you know, um, poor Kike. He has really nice skin, but, you know, every once in a while there'd be, like, a blackhead, and I would, like, attack him. And he'd be like, Amore, please, no. <laughs> and I'm like, just stay still. Do you want to be my boyfriend or not? This is my right, you wanna, play. You want to get married? You lay down. Would, would you just, do it on his face? Every once in a while. He has nice wow. skin. He doesn't have any problems with that. But, so, I mean, my sister and I will, like, attack each other. Oh, God. And we, we argue, my cousins and I, too, we, like, fight over my cousin. Uh, one of my cousins has, like, a returning blackout on his back oh. every single... Oh, we fight at Christmas. It's oh. like, that's my gift. Oh, your poor cousin. No, he's fine. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> also, but don't you want, like, because here's the thing. Like, black, there's a difference between blackheads and, like, cause that Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, she's out of control. 
Well, not only she out of control, some of those are like, that's not a... This, yeah, I'm like, yeah. this isn't a blackhead. That's yeah. an alien. You're yeah. digging out right. an alien under someone's right. skin. Right, totally. That's. I actually don't trust that woman. I think she's like, I think she's trapped people in her basement and she's like harvesting them what? to have skin problems. What? Because that woman makes a lot of money. So I think she's like basically, she's like, she's got to find people now that have really, I think she's like cultivating those blackheads. Like she's no, like, I, th- I think those people are finding her. If you build it, they uh, will come. And true. she built it. Oh, God. That's so... I well, not, now, that you, mm. now that you're Miss Nice Skin, right. you don't have any blackheads that you can pop? Well, I get, still get some on my nose, but the, the Accutane makes it so it's, like, really, like, not gratifying. Like, there's not... And my skin will scar, so it's, like, not, like, a good... The Accutane, the Accutane fucks up the... If you've got problems with blackheads, Accutane helps that, too. You know, my grandpa is blind, and he's 100% Sicilian. And has, um, you know, like, dark, thick, like, Sicilian skin, mm-hmm. hair, you know. Um, but my, you know, he's clean shaven and, you know, he's like really, really, uh, what's the word I'm looking well for? Kept. Well kept. My nonna makes sure he is like spotless. Oh, but see, that's on the side, love. That's cute. Uh, that is love, those two. But on the side of his nose, there was blackheads. Oh, God. Oh, boy. And my sister, remember, he's blind, so right. he doesn't know what a blackhead is. So... My sister's sitting there, and she's staring at his nose, okay. and just interrupts him. She's like, Pops, I need to pop your blackheads. Oh, and he God. goes, what is a blackhead? She goes, I don't, I'm, I'll be back. I'm going to get, she got a Bior strip. Uh. Drove out, got a Bior strip, came back to my grandma's house, forced my grandpa <laughs> to lay down. And she's like, now you sit there for 10 minutes, and then I'm going to rip off these blackheads. And that she did. And it was, I'm Jesus. so jealous I wasn't there to see it. Jesus God, how did he feel? Well, you know, he's blind, so he doesn't care either way. He's just sort of like, right. is ever, you know, because like we'll say things like my family has like really olive skin, my mom's family. And so my grandpa one day is like, what does olive skin mean? And my mom will be like, oh, it means it's like kind of green undertones. And he's like, green? We look green? Does my skin look green? And we're like, all right. Anyway, so as I was saying. Like, <laughs> just, the poor guy, how long has he been blind? He went blind at the age of five, so he grew up like in an all like he grew up in the old little Italy of Chicago, where all the Italians came to. So literally, everyone in his block was just from Italy, like oh, his nice. whole Italy, and his whole tenant, like below him was his grandparents, above him was his cousins. See, like, that's how you live. That's how you live. Like I wanted, I told my mom at Thanksgiving, I said, "I want you to move in with me," and she said, "No, you don't." I said, "Yes, I do." And she was like, she was like, I, oh, I don't want to move. I don't want to move to where you're living. I want. I need to be in Boston. And I was like, yeah, but like, like I like that. I think that's nice. Like, an, like I have a friend from college, and they're Dominican. And she was like, she was like, no, like you. She's like, after college, like I'm moving back in. Like, and then I'll move out. Like when I get married, but I want to move close to my family. And, and I was like, that I, I, the, we don't do that. And like, it, unless uh, okay. there's a problem. Like every time I lived with my mom, it's because I wasn't working. <laughs> like it wasn't like I, out of like. Anything but but me wanting needing to do that. I would say because I grew up that way. I grew up like next to all of my family and my aunts and my uncles and my cousins. And um, I I have to say, I mean, I don't know any different. But to me, I I liked growing up that way. I had I always had. I mean, I never even I was made I was so made fun of in school. It's like I, my cousins were just my friends, right. or I hung out with my aunt, or I my grandpa was you know basically like. 
you know, I talked to him every single day. I don't know. I just had this like giant unit that was all like, they're just, I just feel, I feel like that there's a strength in my life, at least for my family. Cause they're all always there for me. And we still talk every day. Like it's this weird, I'm, you know, there's moments where it's like, if you don't do what they say, you know, like they turn again. There's, there's a mob mentality moment right. um, with it, but but I, I I enjoyed growing up that way. That's I don't what, know if I want my, my mom. I know you're listening. I don't know if my, my mom or I want my mom and I to live with each other. But you know, see that's why I think the holidays are so hard for some people too. Because like then it's because what like I, the, the November through December season I think is like a really tough time for a lot of people because it just like brings up all the family stuff. So so because you can also you know if you're you can like make your own your chosen family and figure out ways to do that too because. I think that's why I think Chosen Family, which is a great podcast yep. by Trana Wintour, and oh, is that uh, the name Canada, of it? By the way, mm-hmm. oh, Just that's throwing funny. That out there. Oh, that's mm-hmm. really funny. That's a good. Oh, maybe I knew that actually, but yeah, that's a that's like a big because I think I think holidays like fucking stress people. And shout out to anyone that's literally in the closet on the holidays because I know that's not easy. And you got I, your cousins asking through, how your friends are. Uh, right. I, this is a. I'm, I'm in this weird place right now. So like, I'm. It's post breakup, and then right. when you're immediately. And by the way, Kiki and I live like zero hate towards each other. This is right. a logistical financial thing that happened between us, and so we're just sort of like resuming Look, our own lives. Long distance but, is it? Is it possible when there's no end in sight? I think that's a really. I think that you know when I was in college, I was in a really good relationship. My longest relationship was those two years, and then we became long distance. And we weren't—you guys are international. We were we were Boston and um, and Oakland, and there was no end in sight. And right away, when there was no end in sight, it became really hard because it's like one week fine, two weeks fine, one month fine, three 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 months, four months. When you get that, it all you settle into your new lives, and then it, there's no right. end. I think you're right. I think I'm having a difficult time, like. When you first break up, you're like, oh, I guess I should date, or like, there's all these options, right. or I'll join Grinder, and you kind of get that out of your system in like two weeks, and then it goes back to like, hmm, well, I, I haven't quite detached myself from him yet, hmm. so I'm not like, I'm one, not having sex, I'm not really now, dating. When you say I'm you haven't, deta- weird- you mean just emotionally, you haven't like let the thought go, or is it because you guys are talking? I think when you're that close to someone, like, talk to him every day, all yeah. day, check in on each other's lives, and I lean on him for support, and he leans on me for support, so yeah. when that ends, you know, everything, you know, it's like, it's like learning how to be independent, and yeah, I've, you, I've been filling myself up with friends, and going out, and you know, all the things that everyone does, but I'm having a very difficult time detaching, yeah. and I wonder... I don't know. It's like there's a great sadness because it's like, well, I would like this to work. I'd like to move. I'd like to continue this. I'd like to make this work. And then the other part of me is like, maybe just right now, the two of you need to stay separate and get your lives together. And then when that happens, resume. But I am in just like a weird place right now. I think it's really, I think actually it like prolongs it when you're talking to the person a lot. I feel like that's like a very like a lesbian thing where people they like the les you guys it doesn't sound like you guys are doing this but lesbians like will process the breakup and they'll emotionally support each other through the breakup and it's like such a it, it, that's it's really it's tough but also I've done that before and it's also worked like where it's like because then it really turned into a really good friendship like there was like two instances where I think we did take a little bit of a break after the first breakup but then we kind of like oh wait did it end well? One of the times, no, we took a break. And then the other time, it, like, ended well. And then when we were both 
in other relationships it kind of like fell off into like a more normal thing but well it's because also then there's the part of it being your he's your boyfriend and then also the person is like literally just your good confidant right and that's the thing is like i've become like we're so we're so each other's confidants so it's like and i know you know he's struggling with the same thing so it's like it's it's not so easy Do you want to hear what Psychology Today says the seven stages of a breakup are? Yes. Okay, now see if you relate to any of this. All right, All right. we'll go through and I'll tell you what ones I've, ha- I've been <laughs> feeling so far. Okay. This. All right. Number one. Oh, this is interesting. Desperate for answers. The drive to know is consuming and can come at the expense of rational thoughts and behavior. You must understand why this happened, maybe beyond anyone's ability to explain it. That doesn't seem applicable. No, because we have, like, we you this know. breakup, we've talked, <laughs> this one, um, we've talked through why this is happening. So that right. one I don't have, he may be more than me. Interesting. He may be holding on to, like, the why. You know, right. Maybe, right. Maybe there's, or maybe me more than him. I actually don't know. But this one, we had a healthy conversation talking about why this is happening. Right. Because also the other thing, too, is when there's a specific reason for it, you know, then that makes that. If anything, that can almost be relieving a little bit because you're like, oh, it's because of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So number two is denial. It can't be true. This isn't happening. You just cannot be without your ex. It feels like you've put everything you are into this relationship. It's been your world, your life, and you cannot accept that it's over. You. This is I'm reading from today. This is not Emma speaking. You, <laughs> <laughs> you funnel every last hope into saving it, even at the expense of your well-being. You postpone your need to grieve its end because it's just too painful to face. God damn psychology today. They're fucking... They're, okay, they're, I that think was that a they're harsh. reading about like a funeral. Um, yeah, that was a little harsh. What's the next one? Okay. Um, bargaining. You are willing to do anything to avoid accepting it's over. You'll be... A- okay, this is just the same one as the last one. <laughs> okay, we're skipping that one. Relapse. These are seven stages. The, because the pain is so intolerable, you may actually be able to convince your ex to try again. This may not be the first breakup with this partner. You will temporarily relive the agony of withdrawal. However, despite your best efforts, you will not be able to carry the relationship solo. Okay, Okay, so we we, we relapsed, I guess. But I don't like calling it relapse. I'm not doing drugs. We were two people that came back relapsed. Like, I'm Liza. I relapsed on love instead of coke. I know. No, it's not relapse. Psychology today is not... um, they need to figure out better words. I, yeah. I think that we we reconnected and gave it a second go, but and relapsed. Then the fifth one is anger. Initially, you may not be able to connect with feelings of anger. Breaking up plummets you into the unknown. Oh, that's I relate to that. When you've been with someone for a long time and then you break up, it, it is an unknown feeling. Which can yeah, we, we both feel like we're like falling and mm-hmm. there's nothing to grab onto. See, the other thing, too, is like I feel like that's just like life. And then when you're not with someone you've been used to processing life with then it's all of a sudden even more like oh my god what the fuck like what is the world do you know what i mean yeah well because i think in like my career i'm very focused i know what i want i have goals i'm walking towards it like friends you know but relationships i'm so bad with relationships too like i'm such a mess it's so literally i had a conversation with ashley like maybe it was like three weeks ago 
where she was asking me about like helping with something in the apartment and then she was like come on you got to help me like I put in so much like you know like I'm so giving to the relationship and and I was like you're right you are and I was like I go did I already tell you this I don't remember okay so I said I said this is awful you're you're gonna go oh my god I, right after I said it, I went, ooh, that was shitty of me. I go, okay, you're right. You are so giving. I said, well, why don't you put in 10% less effort, and I'll put in 5% more, and then we'll meet each other at the middle. And she, was, and she goes, I don't want to put in less effort. I'm like, I know, but if you put in less, and I put in a little more, then we'd be, then it'd be about right. And she was and like, you are, that is the most man thing I've ever heard anyone and, say ever in my and, entire life. And she said, thank you. And she said, <laughs> She said, I don't, she's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to start putting in less. And I said, son of a bitch. And she was like, you just need to step it up a little bit. And I was like, God, motherfucker. Well, why don't you want to, if she's, what, what no. is this about? Because, well, first I'll we have to finish exactly the stages about. of grief, but it, I want to hear about this. Yeah, because we're on number five. It's, I'll tell you exactly what it's about. It's about me, like, when, because we moved, so, like, there's, like, stuff to set up, and mm-hmm. then I don't mind it's stuff not being set up, and then she does, which is totally fair. She's in the right I'm there. on, I'm on no, her she's side. Right. She's absolutely yeah. right. But then it's, like, when I, like, when I come in, come and go, like, I'll just, like, not, like, when, the way I do it is, like, I'll, I'll want to set up a specific time to do it. But then she'll want to like more like continuously get it done because it bothers her more. So mm-hmm. that's where we've been trying to have the compromise. But I think also I've had that in relationships in general where people will be like, but that's also too because I feel like oh I feel so overwhelmed with career stuff right now. I especially feel overwhelmed with career stuff because I'm like, this is a more unknown feeling than I've almost ever had. You know, mm-hmm. all the things mm-hmm. that I kind of work for, like besides no, that's not true. But this is a very, this this is a very unknown feeling now. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm going to Maine next week to film a reality show. There you go. I mean, so there you go. You're ma- look. This oh, is a weird time. I appreciate. In, in, I meant that. Like, I appreciate it as a yeah. It's a weird time. That's how I meant it. No, no. It's a weird time for all of us in this industry because in December everything shuts down. So Thank for God. us, for, we're hustlers. So we're trying to hustle, hustle, hustle. And if it's not working, it's like you know, it's it's not because of that. It's because it's December and nothing's happening. So we right. kind of have to wait till January to everything to pick up again. No, I like a that. huge pain in the ass. See, I like that in December. I like knowing that. So if you're listening and you're like, "What are they talking about?" This is the weirdest thing, and I do think it's funny. In entertainment, okay, it's so many, like everyone's like, hustling, like you know, trying to. There, there's a small pie and a lot of people trying to eat it. I actually disagree with that. Now I think there's there's room for everybody and everything, but entertainment is very competitive. That's the way to say it. But then everyone agrees, okay, but in December, we're shutting down. which And everyone sticks to it. You would think there'd be some shady agent that would be like, oh, your agent goes on vacation in December. I don't. I'll work. But no, everybody agrees to it. Isn't that, isn't that kind of – it's just like it's just like a bunch of adults that are competing with each other calling a timeout, and everyone sticks to it. Yes, but I want, I want you to know, by the way, as you were saying that, I was peeing, but I was oh. listening to the entire thing. Well, you peed but I very agree. silently. I, I, well, I muted it, but I'm sure the people on the podcast can hear it, so I have a healthy bladder. Um, Good job. I, I agree, though. Um, I think that, yeah, that this is, well, let's, we'll get back to the grieving, but uh, generally speaking, for those listening, this is adults just essentially playing time out. Right. Which is ridiculous, but I that, love it. hey, we're all lazy, you know? Oh, thank God. Yeah, I love it. Okay, Wait, so, so what's the next stage okay, of grief? Okay, so anger and then initial acceptance is number six. So to go for the past five, it's been desperate for answers, denial, bargaining, relapse, anger. Initially, you may not be able to connect with feelings of anger. Breaking up plummets you into the unknown, which can evoke immobilizing fear and dread. Holy shit, that's what we were just talking about. Fear, 
at that point trumps anger. Therefore, when anger sets in, it's because you have let go of some of your fear, at least temporarily. When you're able to access anger, the experience can actually be empowering because at the very least, there are shades of remembering you matter too. Huh? Of feeling justified in realizing that you deserve more from a relationship. Hmm. Disp- depending on your... It all, sh- it, 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 I just want to say... It, well, it sounds a little bit like we're in Star Wars. And this is like, also psychology today. This is not put on to anyone or this is not directed at anybody. It's just reading from the paper. What the, I think the... Here's the for, I mean, it does sound like fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Right. Um, you know, anyway. So, but, but I think that... I think we're at a point now where I, I've accepted... And it's just a point. Here's the thing. Maybe I haven't accepted because in the back of my mind, I'm like, we'll both just work out our lives. And then when that happens, we can resume this. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm trying to be more optimistic and trying to be like, okay, Mateo, just think like the future. There's so much possibilities. Don't just keep thinking like sad, sad, sad. Just like, no, like there's so much possibility in the future. But it's, I mean, it's, it's a hard thing to wrap your mind around. It's really hard. But I feel like I'm doing an okay job right now. Good. And then, um, and we're not done. So after anger, oh. then there's initial acceptance. So that kind of sounds, so initial acceptance, this is a kind of acceptance that when it happens early in the process can feel more like surrender. You're holding up your end of the breakup because you have to, not because you want to. Hmm. This seems like Wait, something. Wait, say that part again. Say that okay, part again. Also, I think this article was just written by someone talking about their personal experience. I don't know if they did this based <laughs> on research. You know, the, the end of the article is going to be like, "Fuck you, Kendra." <laughs> like, like. <laughs> and by the way, Nick, you're never gonna be. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. And then when they meet their parents, make sure they wash their face first. And you're like, "Wait a minute. Okay, hold on." <laughs> so initial acceptance. This is the kind of acceptance that when it happens early in the process, you feel more like surrender. Okay, so that's interesting because I feel like when you, like when I get angry about something, I'm like clinging to it really tight. But then if you just start, I'm like, okay, I can't control this. That can actually feel good. Like it's like, I can't control that. So you're holding up your end of the breakup because you have to, not because you want to. Uh, Because you have, okay. Either you or your ex... (laughs) has developed enough awareness and control at this point to recognize that it's not meant to be. Over time, the initial, often tenuous acceptance becomes more substantive as both of you begin to recognize independently that there are boundaries that at least one of you must maintain in order for the breakup to stick. You are finally grasping that it's not good for you to keep trying anymore. So that's probably when the like real friendship can kick in, too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I know. But it's, you so know? Hard when, it's so hard when you like, really just want to have sex with them all the time. Right. That is hard. And then the last one is redirected hope. You were leveled by the breakup and have had difficulty letting go, in part because it shattered your relationship with hope. You were leveled by the breakup and have had difficulty letting go, in part because it shattered your relationship with hope. Oh, the breakup. As yeah, ex- I was like, shattered my, my relationship, relationship with hope. hope. That sounds... Mm-hmm. As acceptance deepens, <laughs> moving forward requires redirecting your feelings of hope from the belief that you can single-handedly have a failing relationship the possibility that you can just that you just might be okay with your ex so maybe you guys are here maybe you're okay with your ex well maybe i mean i don't know what the attraction thing um yeah where's the um still want to fuck each other this is intense it's because it says the stages of grief that follow any trauma 
Breakups Trauma. included can happen over the course of minutes or even seconds, days, months, or years, and then switch around without warning. You Did know, they th- say seconds? This, yeah, that's, I mean, you, that, I mean, if this you're on is coke, her. maybe. This... <laughs> You're like, I call all the stages of grief in yeah. seconds. Like, did you just did you just sneeze and be like, nope, that was the stages of grief. I just <laughs> the you know this is really interesting. So I've had some of these while I was still in a relationship. You know, have you ever? So I remember like there was one relationship where like I kind of had broken up in my head where I'd been like, okay, this isn't working, and then I didn't like I was like processing with it, and I had and then when we broke up, I think I was at. I was, like, trying to make it work again, and then by the time we broke up, I definitely relate to that anger one where you look back and you're like, wait a minute. Like, why the fuck did I put up with that so long? Like, what the hell? But then, this is just my experience, and then the initial acceptance made me feel, like, more compassion for the person, and then in some of the cases, I've wanted to be, like, more friends more. I've, I've felt this in the relationships with people I've, I've worked with, too. Like, I had a manager that when that wasn't working, I remember kind of feeling some of these any kind of close relationship you could have these with i know i've actually i don't have i've not had a lot of friend breakups but in the past like that's really hard that's those are uh, really hard i've had two friend breakups in the past three or four years not like a well one officially like we don't speak anymore and then one where we just found a way to love each other but keep our distance but i mean that that friend breakups are almost harder than actual breakups because friendships i yeah, there's friendship is What's, so important to me, and and, and it's less clear because you're like, well, the time that I had a friend break up where it was like, wasn't like us drifting apart, you know, it was so tough. It was this friend of mine who I really love, and we she we were she was, came to visit me at a show. We were spending a night, and I was had this girlfriend who was just and I, we had been drinking. My girlfriend was yelling and yelling and yelling at me on the phone, and I was like, it was this, the girlfriend I had that wouldn't move out of my apartment. And my friend and I were getting each other all amped up. My friend's like, she's got to go, she's got to go. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I talked to her on the phone. And I, said, I was like, you got to go. And she's like, what? I'm like, you know, I've been up all night talking with my friend, and you got to go. And then she was like, fuck your friend. And then she was just, like, pissed at my friend. And then I was just trying to get her off the phone, so I was like, we'll talk about this later. So when we get off the phone, my friend was like, you didn't defend me at all. And she was like, that reminds me of, like, something else that had happened to her. And she was like, I, you know, I want to take a break from this, for this friendship. And then we didn't talk for, like, two years. And then I seriously, I really apologized, and I was like, I, I was just, I was, like, hungover. I was trying to get my girlfriend to stop bitching at me, and I, I should have been, like, this has nothing to do with me and my friend, okay? That I think this, you need to go. I I didn't defend her when there was no... But don't no... you think in friendships that... I, I do believe in friendships, as much as it sucks to have a breakup, when you fight with a friend, it's easier to find a path back to, like, happiness. Like, in relationships, there's... Because sex is involved, love yeah. is involved, like, the the emotions are so heightened. With friends, you're... It's like a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's like uh, a, a forever love. It starts with a U. What the fuck am I thinking about? Well, it's also less dramatic because the friend probably wasn't integrated in your life the same way that the... Right, right. And friends are, you know, you use each other to support each other and help right. each other through life. So, yeah, and friend, my biggest pet peeve with friendships and both of these, friend, my friendships that ended 
ended because of the same thing because they they were not able to communicate something about our relationship that bothered them when it was was? bothering them. I think there's people who don't like confrontation and are more comfortable holding on to resentment and then it explodes. I'm the opposite. I say almost too much. Like, is everything okay? Is everything all right? Right. You know, but also like PTSD. But I, I, so my biggest red flag now is if I'm friends with you and you can't be open with me about something in our relationship that you're not happy with right away, I will move, I will distance myself for self-preservation because I just can't handle, like, you know, remember seven months ago? It's like, well, what? Yeah. Why didn't you bring it up seven months ago? Like, right. you've been harboring these feelings for seven for months. Seven like, months, yeah. And, and then when you start to harbor any kind of kind of feeling that could have been resolved quickly, anything that person does starts to become bigger and bigger and bigger in your oh head. Oh my god! Totally. It, it's the tiniest, tiniest thing. Totally. And then it, it turns into a big explosion. So that happened with two of my friends, and I remember feeling so like back, like stabbed, or like. Side, like I, I didn't know, I, I just couldn't believe that someone, like, okay, if something bothered you, if it's been this long, then at this point, it's your fault, right? Because you're like, why didn't you say anything about this months? Ago? Also, whenever you're in your head replaying something and not talking with the person about it, it becomes worse and worse. It becomes bigger and more personal and more like, yes, oh, they were thinking and, this, and yes, then, I bet they intended that, and then you know what, and then like every little thing, you can like look for things. To validate your feelings, even if they're not connected at all. It's like, oh, they showed up five minutes late because they don't respect my time. And they never did. Exactly right. Exactly right. I think that people often sometimes, you know, it's that's why I'm always talking about what's bothering me. Or I'll write it down because even if it's one or two things, because you haven't said it, it seems like a million things are bothering you. But you're just allowing it to swirl in your head. Write down what's actually bothering you, and it's way less than you actually think because you're just not able to organize your thoughts in your head the same way you can on paper or talking to friends, you know, things like that. I had this friend, Eli, call me out. He was like, I remember we made a plan, and then I had to change it, and he was like, I feel like it's really hard to make plans with you. You, You're like, never. whenever you're in town, you're never, and it would always be because of shows. He's like, and that's frustrating, and I was like, oh my God, thank you so much for saying that. Um, I want to change that. And then I was, it just made, it was pretty, it was a pretty easy adjustment on my part. Like if I said I was going to be free for dinner, I would maintain being free for dinner. And I was right. like, I was like, oh, good for him for, I mean, not like holding that as a grudge. Cause that could have like ruined, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not in well, town I think that that's much. because I think that's why you and I have found a lot of my friends are comics Right. Or drag queens, which have a very similar world. They, I've surrounded myself with people who understand the, the insanity of my schedule. That I may make plans and have to break them within minutes before because I got a gig. I have to fly out. But of people, course. That's true. It. That's true. I guess this th- th- that is true. And if it was something that was like I really did need to cancel for, then yeah. But this would be like me being, I'd be like, oh, I'm free. And then I'd be like, oh, actually, I'm going to do this. Like something that totally wasn't cancelable like something that was very easy to to not to not do um by the way i want to say something really funny in light of all this so i decided i don't like having just random sex i don't have any problem with it but i was so neurotic so every once in a while i let loose but i was like you know what i'm traveling so much i I think i want to join grinder because i want to join if i'm in salt lake city or phoenix even if I want to just, like, hang out with someone and get a cup of coffee, I don't want to be in my hotel for four days alone right. playing Pokemon. So I joined Grinder, and then 
questions started popping up like, oh, you're catfishing. This really isn't Mateo Lane, blah, 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 which is flattering. You know, you've made it then. Right, when you're on Grinder and you can't even be taken seriously. Right. And then people start asking me questions. Well, if this is Mateo Lane, send me pictures holding three fingers. I, I am not partaking in this ridiculous, you know, shenanigans. So all of a sudden I tried going on Grinder and it was like, you are banned. I'm banned. like, I'm banned. Not even and suspended, like, banned? Ba- banned for impersonating comedian Mateo Lane. No, they, they specifically said that's what you're banned for? So I was like, okay. So I. I looked on, I talked to Bob because Bob has gone through this and Bob's like, I've had four times, he said, four or five times I've had to like get my grinder account back and reactivate it because people accuse him of catfishing. That is so, so I, funny. I noticed that grinder followed me on Instagram. So I messaged them a week ago and I was like, hi. And I was like, people, or I got banned off grinder because I'm going to Rome and I want to like go on a date in Rome right. or something. So I was like, I noticed that. Um, I got banned off Grinder because people thought I was impersonating myself, but it's me. And they they literally, as we were talking, wrote back laughing, going, "Okay, the lift has been or the band has been lifted." Oh, that's <laughs> so hilarious! I, I finally did. But I do want to say, I I I don't think it's bad having like random hookups and this and that, blah blah. blah. But I I I've, I've become such like an, an old woman. I'm like I don't I don't know. I'm like i'm not like maybe it's something weird to me but i'm like not interested in having sex right now well also here's the other thing too then it's not it's usually i mean it's usually not just even if the person doesn't like spend the night then it's like you're it's still like a big time commitment that if it's not like building towards anything you're like all right i I need to like call my friends here like i got other things i gotta do so what's if it's not there's no it's just such a transact i mean i don't know if it's like that like i mean if you could if you can just have sex and then have the person leave, then that, that also can be kind of depressing, too. Oh, my God. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I was at my... I, so I started seeing my trainer again because I'm home. And I'm like, got to get my revenge body back. Amen. So I've been to the gym. And I look, the gym I go to in New York City, it's in a part of New York where literally everyone is straight and in their early hundreds. Oh, like, it's what? just Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's it's not a gay, sexy gym. And I love it because I can go. No one's there. I work out. Whatever. So my trainer was like, meet me in Chelsea. His gym is in Chelsea. So I went to his gym. And I was, I, I was like a white woman from Iowa blown away by gay culture. I couldn't believe how everyone at the gym was gay. And I was talking to my trainer. He was like, yeah, well, you know, he's like, this is a great way of like meeting people mm-hmm. is at the gym. And I was like, oh, I've never had that experience because all the gyms that I go to are old people. But that's not true. In L.A. when we were at the gym, there were lots of gay guys there. That was, yeah, but that was sick, you know, at 45 minutes once. Right, right, true. It's got to be a place you, it's got to be a place you go regularly. Well, also there was like this really hot porn star named Austin Wolf, just like Woo. walking around the gym, looking great, and I was like, "All right." And I'm in a Golden Girls shirt my aunt Cindy bought me from Target, right? And, and an old hat, and just like shitty shoes. I'm like, I, "Man, if I went to a gay gym, I would really have to step up like how I dress." Well, what would you wear? Probably like a sundress or you know something like that. Right, that would be amazing. Like, this is just what I work out. You you wear Mariah Carey's heels just to do it. By the way, my Mariah Carey concert is next week. Are you here next week or no? Um, no, I'm going to be in Maine. I was supposed to be, and then now I'm going to be. I'm going to be. I'll be in town for the day we were going to record, but I'm, I'm going to be in Maine next week, seventeenth oh, through twentieth. Because my Mariah Carey Christmas show is 
almost sold out at oh, Joe's great. Pub. Great. What, My, what, it's what night? It's on the seventeenth. Oh yeah, I won't be. Uh, um yeah, it's the seventeenth of December. Oh yeah, it's almost sold out. There's like That's ten great. tickets left. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm going to see Mariah this Sunday at oh, Square Garden. My friend Charlotte and I go once a year. She's from London. We went to college together. So this will be our seventh Mariah Carey Christmas concert. Does she do and new we, music? Oh no, she she does Christmas music. She does this. She has been doing the same show for five years now. Hey, like she pe- has people changed. People keep showing up. People keep showing the, up. Well, she went from the Beacon Theater and she will be at Madison Square Garden. Good and all I want for Christmas is you. Is number three on the Billboard Hot 100. I mean, she she's just winning. That's just I winning. Mean, actually, let me see if it's even higher. Hold on, That's just like winning. because it, it, do you know? Do you understand how crazy that is? That Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" is that high up on the charts right now. Good for like, her. And and not holiday charts like in America. You got to rush the stage. I might have to. Let's see. Okay. Mariah Carey has now ranked song in the Hot 100's top 10 in 20 individual years. Uh, it's the number one streaming song in the world. 20 individual years? I'm surprised she lets them post that. She might be like, no. because she I'm, Does she publish she, her age? Does she just say what her she, age is? She says that she's 12. I'm not I making a I was going to say, joke. she's been saying she's probably say she's like 18 for like 52 years now. Yeah. <laughs> she literally says, she's like, I'm 12 years old. Wow. I'm like, I, you shouldn't say that. Okay, let's see. Um... Yeah, right. Nick Cannon's like, do not say that. Right. I'm going to start saying that. But isn't that crazy that that Mariah Carey's, like, I don't know, biggest gain on airplay gain, Mariah Carey. Good for her, man. That's, I, Dude, I cannot, I just said dude, I cannot wait till she is going to get a number one with this because then she will have more number one hits than any living artist of, of in history. We got to get her on the podcast. Well, I hugged her exactly a year ago. Oh my god! <laughs> we got to get her on the podcast. I wonder what she would do. I wonder. She would never come on this podcast because one, mm. well, for obvious reasons, but two, mm. she, she, I'm sure her fans would get to her and said, "Mateo's made so many jokes about you. You can't go oh, on." Oh, you podcast. think so? Yeah, but you know what? I stand by all those jokes. I think they're really funny. No. Did you see? Um, oh, you were in Puerto Rico, weren't you? Girl, you fue a Puerto Rico. Did you get to go on Grinder then? No, I was banned. Wow. So I, 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 this is how I spent Puerto Rico. They should Rico. give you I severance s- pay for that. I, ca- I had zero sex. Wow. But we went on a boat ride. It was my friend Sophia and Anais and their mo- new mothers. Actually, I never get What do you mean new friend- mothers? What do you mean new mothers? They're mothers. They had. They both had children. They're not lesbians. Oh, so separately with their husbands. Oh, oh I, they're new. I thought you meant they got new mothers themselves. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, I didn't no. know that you could do that. Oh, they're new. Yeah, they acquired a new mom. Right. Um, we. So my friend Sophia got me really high. I, I don't smoke ever. So I had one puff of of her pen or whatever it was, and I got so high, Emma, that I couldn't even communicate with the waiter. Oh my god. Was it? Was it THC? I don't know what it was, but it was like it was weed. But I was like, I was like, Sophia, I'm not supposed to be this high. I don't even know where I am right now. She's like, just roll with it. You'll be fine. And I was like, then the waiter came by, like, what do you want on your steak? And I was like, uh, butter, right. pepper. I don't know. Yeah, and then get me out of here. He, I'm not high. You're high. He's like, what? But then the but then the manager came by. She was in a blue suit, and all of a sudden she started asking questions, and I was too high to answer them. And I was like, what kind she of was questions? Like, no, 
she was like, so what's going on with this sauce on top of the steak? We have what? other options. And I literally looked bitch, at her and I back said, back off. I, thank you. She back came off, so aggressive. Don't, fucking, and I would, don't come at me with what I'm eating, how I'm eating it. I'm paying for right. it. Get out of here. I, yeah, I want I tartar like, sauce and my fucking uh, french fries. <laughs> back off, bitch. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Puerto Rico is a commonwealth, but it's it's a part of America. Like, they, that's so, it, that's, a, you know, we don't, we don't play with the, that. I was and I was so high. All I saw was like an avatar standing in front of me, questioning me about what I wanted on my steak in a really aggressive way. And well, my friends were you Sophia putting on your on steak? East, I said they said they wanted to put blue cheese, and I said no thanks. If you want, just like leave a little butter on the side, and I could put some salt and pepper on it. Fair. I'm fine with that. And then they, she came back. She's like, "We have hollandaise sauce. We have this sauce. We have that." Yeah. And, 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 and but she's open with this. She goes, "I heard there was some problems with what we put on our steaks." Oh, and I was like, "Fucker." What? There's like, about to be because I'm about to shit on it. <laughs> some pro- Oh, you think this is a problem? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll show you some problems. It was the when uh, my friend Anna East who was stoned. She was like, "Well, that was incredibly rude and aggressive." But they weren't helping me. I was like, "I'm so high right now." I, and I looked at her and I said, "I had too much to drink. I can't answer this question." And she, <laughs> she goes. Okay, what? Like, she started getting confused. I was confused. Oh, you tried to nightmare. pretend you were drunk. You're like, I'm I'm hammered right now. She's like, you look fine. You're like, lady, you don't even know. I am, I, I am oh God. out of my mind. I was, I'm wasted. I was out of my mind. So much so that when I was talking to Sophia, Anais said something. I looked at Anais and I said, oh, when did you get here? <laughs> I was so high. I just had no idea where anybody was. I, n- I never want to get that high again. I haven't smoked pot in years, but there was... When, but I like CBD. CBD, and CBD is not, like, doesn't affect your brain, so it's not habit-forming. It's good for inflammation. You have to get really... Like, I like this, like, CBD um, rub, which is good. It's, like, if back pain is good, but... Oh, maybe I could put that on my knee. Yes, you should. It's so good for, like, joint pain. Like, that's what I use it for. Or sometimes to fall asleep, like, help fall asleep. But you have to be careful that you get good stuff because otherwise they put um, THC in it. And when I was using one of the, a vape pen for CBD, and it definitely had THC in it because I remember when I fell asleep that night, I woke up, like, I like I missed an audition. I never – I missed a flight. I never – like, like – I was, it was like I was waking up out of the seventh dimension of hell. Like, it was the <laughs> deepest sleep I've ever had in my life. And I was like, what the fuck? That, like, that was just CBD, right? And the girl was like, it was, but I also smoked THC out of it. So maybe the, like, there was some, and I was like, because I haven't, it was, I haven't slept like that. It was, I like fantasize about that sleep. Like, I would love to sleep like that again. I just don't want to get dependent on it. Cause it was like, I mean, I, you know, we should ask our, our listeners, guys, who knows? Because I, I, I wake up not feeling refreshed a lot. Never. I wake up feeling fucking brutal. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, what? Because I don't like taking, if I take supplements or take Benadryl, I feel like shit. If I yeah. eat too much, like last night, I've been on my diet so crazy. I was at Bob's house and I was like, fuck it. I ordered fettuccine Alfredo and chicken. I did. I, I mean, it tasted amazing. Yummy. But I woke up this morning with like, my face was so swollen. I look like the Michelin guy. Really? So I'm, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to think like, what is the best way to get actual restful sleep and wake up feeling fucking refreshed? Because my bedtime is a comic and Emma, you're the same way. It's usually around 2 a.m. Yeah. 
And even if I'm just home, I get I whip out that phone. Like the other night, I had a show that ended at like one, and I had an airport pickup at five. So I was like, I'm not gonna fall asleep because once I'm asleep, I'd rather stay asleep. So I just stayed up, and boy, it was not tough for me to just be on Instagram from one to two, two to three, three to four, four hours straight on Instagram clicking swiping but i'll because i'll do that anyway even if i'm not trying to stay up but that's right. bad we need to not be on our phones before bed maybe that maybe that's right maybe because i am on my phone yes and, and and it's not i i ariana huffington did a whole like book about sleep and separating your phone i do put my <sighs> phone on sleep mode when i when i sleep and i have a white noise machine you know what's interesting i have a full bed but i only sleep on the left side why is that you think because it was well, your side it is my side also i sleep you know? on that side when kike was here not to sound so sad i was just gonna but say I, but i always sleep on the left side i don't know why that, but I, I wake mean, up every morning feeling like like when is like did a train run over me last how did this happen did I, was i in a car accident in my bed do you drink a ton of coffee yes but i drink more water oh see then i don't know i don't know i drink a lot of water. I've probably had three, like, full liters of water today. Fuck, I gotta get better about that. Oh, this is, helps. So, Kara Vitamins that sponsored us, like, episodes and episodes and episodes ago, they have these vitamin sticks that are, like, that are like melatonin, and if you take one of those, that helps me sleep. Hmm. You just, it's, it's like a, a powder. Aid. It is a yeah. sleep aid, so it's not, like, a natural thing. I mean, it, maybe it, maybe they say it's natural, well, melato- but... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll try melatonin tonight. I don't know. Yeah, I need how do to go you to guys sleep? How do you guys get good sleep? Well, and then my doctor's always like, well, you got to go to sleep at the same time every night. I'm like, look, motherfucker, we've I established. I do, 3 a.m. Right, 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 right. I wake up at 11. Right, right. So and these, those are the rules. Uh, you know, absolutely. Um, you guys, thank you for being here. We hope you have a great holiday. If you're struggling during the holidays, hang in there. And keep writing in uh, inside the closet podcast at Gmail. Send us your dating app. Your, not your dating apps. Send us your. Well, if you created a dating app, I'm, we would love to see it. But send us your yeah, dating. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Love. Send it away. Dating profile. Send us all your stuff. We love hearing from you guys. And there's inside the closet T-shirts now, um, which you guys look so good in. I love so seeing in. them. Where do they buy those? Oh God, we have to ask Tyler. We'll post it. We'll post it. But thank you guys for being here. Thanks, guys. All right, talk soon.